Hey, Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. If you'd like to support the show, please consider booking your next Disney trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Though we specialize in Disney cruises, we book all Disney destinations. We'll help you with all the planning details and make sure you don't miss out on anything important. Of course, if it is a Disney cruise, we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. It doesn't cost you anything to work with us, and you'll pay the same as if you book directly through Disney. So you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send me an email at wes, W-E-S, at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Welcome to episode 129 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and I hope you all had a great Christmas, a great holiday season, and a very happy new year. I hope your year is off to a fantastic start so far. We had a great Christmas. Santa was very good uh, to our kids, and I actually stayed up until midnight on New Year's Eve uh, for the first time in a while because my my son wanted to watch the uh, the ball drop. Uh, we were also watching the Georgia Ohio State college football playoff game, and uh, he wanted to watch the end of that. And I don't know if any of you, any of you watched uh, the end of that game, but the ending happened as the clock struck midnight. And not to get too much into the play by play, but Ohio State was lining up for a, a game winning field goal with only a, a few seconds left at 11:59 p.m. So I I flipped over to the New Year's Eve coverage with 15 seconds left on the countdown in 2022. Watched the ball drop. We said Happy New Year to each other. And then I flipped over, uh, flipped the channel back to the game, and it was over. The kick literally happened as the year turned over. So we missed the ending of the game. Um, and then, you know, we were up past midnight and I just, I regretted the whole thing, uh, the next day. So <laughs> it was, it was an interesting New Year's Eve for us. Uh, but it was fun staying up with my son and, and, uh, uh, getting to do, getting to do, getting to do those things with him. The end of the year is is always a little bittersweet for me too because my my job gets so busy in January so it's like the calm before the storm um, and I, I think there's a, a direct correlation between the amount of time that you take off and how difficult it is to go back to work after a vacation it's uh it's very hard to get back into into the swing of things. Anyway, we had a great 2022, and there's a lot to look forward to in 2023, which I'll get to, but I want to mention one quick thing first. I always say that opening day is the best time to book a Disney cruise, but the current promotion that Disney Cruise Line is running is a very close second and maybe even equally as good. Anytime between now and February 27th, when you book a Disney cruise for for most dates between June 23 and May 24, the deposit that you're required to make at the time of booking is only half of what it normally is. So normally the deposit is 20% of the base cruise fare, but during this promotion, that deposit is reduced to 10%. So just to be clear, this promotion, it's not a discount on the cruise, but it 
it'll it does allow you to pay less upfront uh, enable, uh, um, and enables you to lock in your cruise reservation. So they've, um, they've been doing this, this promotion, uh, at the, at the beginning of the year for a couple of years now. And if you've been on the fence about booking a cruise, now is the time to do it. Uh, if you have questions about the promotion, definitely reach out to me, or if you'd like to me to book something for you, reach out to me. Um, but it's a great promotion and I, I, you know, it's a great time to book a cruise. So I was, I was really hoping to get this episode out last week, but unfortunately just wasn't able to. But now that we're a couple days into 2023, I wanted to look back at the top stories of 2022 and then look ahead to my top five things that I'm looking forward to in 2023. If you've been a listener for the sh- uh, of the show for a long time, um, you'll know that I've done a recap show the past couple of years, and it's it's been really fun for me to look back and kind of remember all the things that happened throughout the year. So I've I've been looking forward to uh, to to doing this again. I have to be honest though, as I was doing my research for the show, all of the stories from 2022 about the health and safety protocols and the CDC recommendations and the policy changes and all that stuff just kept coming up. So (laughs) while normally it's really fun uh, for me to put this show together, having to kind of revisit those things and reflect on really how awful that part of the year was, wasn't so much fun. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to skip over that stuff for the most part and, uh, and focus on the fun stuff, but there were, you know, there were some, some things related to that, that I want to highlight for me and my family. Personally, 2022 marked the return of our most favorite cruise vacation experience. We love cruising with Disney so much that when, whenever it comes time to discuss what we want to do and how we want to spend our vacation time and our vacation money, (laughs) all any of us ever want to do is cruise. I mean, you ask the kids what kind of vacation they want to go on. They want to go on a Disney cruise. And obviously, you know, that's, (laughs) that's all I want to do too. Um, so when the cruise industry shut, shut down in, in 2020, it was really a big blow for us. And we, we weren't sure if or when we'd be able to cruise again. We try to stay hopeful. Um, and as each, each month went by in 2020 and even in 2021, it became more and more frustrating. And the realization started to set in that it might, it might be a while before we got to do it again. And when Liz and I finally got to cruise in July, it was pretty emotional for us. Not emotional like it made us cry, but emotional like happiness and excitement and you know some some sense of relief and all these other things that uh, that we were feeling that when we when we you know showed up at the port. And then when the whole family got to go in November, that was that was like the icing on the cake uh, of 2022. That was probably the highlight of the year for me and and really one of our favorite cruises that we've done as a family. Um, we came to really love The Wish and it, it was so fun getting to see our kids experience the ship for the first time. And it was also almost like they were experiencing a Disney cruise for the first time again, because it had been so long for them uh, since the last time they did it. And they didn't, you know, remember a whole lot from their previous cruises. So I am really grateful for 2022, despite kind of the, the negative parts. Um, but I'm grateful for those memories. And, and now we're, we're looking forward to at least two cruises in 2023 and uh, hoping to add, add one more. 
So now that you're probably all sick of hearing me talk about my personal feelings, there were there were some um, exciting uh, things that happened um, for Disney Cruise Line in 2022. The first three quarters of the year were pretty much dominated by coverage of the Disney Wish, as I'm sure you are all aware, um, both during the construction process and then after the official launch. I don't know how much of it you remember, but it was really fun watching all the coverage leading up to the launch, which, in my opinion, kind of peaked in February when the ship was floated out of the shipyard in Germany. And there was, you know, this whole ceremony that was live streamed. It was kind of really awesome to see the whole ship for the first time. And, you know, they had the fireworks at the end of the ceremony with the Disney songs playing over the ship's sound system. Uh, so, you know, that was certainly a nice touch. And it was it was kind of cool just to, you know, this was really the first time, well, it was the first time um, that Disney did this because back when the Fantasy launched um, in 2012, we really didn't have the live streaming technology that we have now. So that, you know, that type of presentation wasn't available to us. So it was cool to see that Disney sort of put this ceremony together so that we could all, uh, we could all watch it. After the float out, there was the Ems River conveyance, uh, followed by the sea trials, and then there was you know further construction that happened in the Netherlands. Um, so all that was happening in early 2022. Um, and then, unrelated to the Disney Wish, but also in February, the environmental assessments that were submitted by Disney Cruise Line um, to the Bahamian government were approved, which effectively signaled the commencement of construction at the new cruise uh, at the cruise. Excuse me, the new cruise destination in the Bahamas. Construction of a temporary roadway to access the site began. Almost immediately, and then um, by the end of April, uh, Disney had announced that it had begun preparation of the Lighthouse Point site. Not much has been publicly announced since then, and actually I haven't I've heard any additional updates since then, except for what was announced at D23 later in the year, which I'll get to uh, in a minute. Um, but hopefully Lighthouse Point will be ready soon after the launch of the Treasure in late 2024. I'm not sure how I feel about your, you know, I'm not sure if that timeline is going to hold up, but that's, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Fast forward a couple months uh, to the beginning of June and the Disney dream officially made her way to South Florida to kind of pave the way for the arrival of the Disney wish into Port Canaveral. So, you know, couldn't have three ships sailing out of Port Canaveral right now. So the Disney dream um, will, of course, sail from Miami and Fort Lauderdale for the foreseeable future. And then, um, you know, soon after that happened, the Disney wish began her voyage across the Atlantic, making her uh, her first official port stop in Ponta Delgada, Portugal. And then, you know, then arrived at Port Canaveral uh, several days later on June 20th. Uh, after that, one of my favorite events of the year, the Disney Wish christening ceremony took place at Port Canaveral. And this was really cool because they allowed us all to watch it via live stream. So again, this is another, you know, another time where we didn't get to all experience it um, with, you know, with with the launch of the other ships. But, the, you know, they gave us a way to do that this time, which um 
it was awesome. It was the first time in the fleet's history that the, the ceremony was uh, made available to the public. And I, I said at the time, but I, I thought the, the ceremony was really well done. You know, there were great performances. They had um, special appearances. And then the just the cinematic effects that they had, um, you know, were really well done. And, the you know, the, the Disney the Disney wish served as sort of the backdrop to the video. So it was just visually, they did a really great job for the, uh, for those who were watching it, um, you know, via computer or phone or, or whatever. Obviously I'm sure it was great if you were, <laughs> if you were there in person as well. Um, if you didn't watch that ceremony, I, I would say it's definitely worth going back and watching it. Um, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube, but I, I do know that Scott also posted the, the video on his blog, so uh, you can you can easy, easily find it there. And for what it's worth, if anyone from Disney Cruise Line happens to listen to this, I would love to be invited in person to the christening ceremony <laughs> for the treasure. So <laughs> just throwing that out there. After the christening ceremony, the the ship set sail on her christening cruise, which was uh, a three-night cruise to the Palmas, followed by a series of preview cruises for media members and uh, and other travel professionals, which kind of brings me to another highlight of the year for me, which was the preview, the preview cruise that, that we got to take on July 10th. Uh, it was a three-night cruise to the Bahamas with a day at sea and a visit to Castle Key. This was the first cruise that I had taken in a year and a half. And to, to say that I was excited was a, or is a major understatement. We were originally scheduled to be on the maiden voyage, but the, the sail date was postponed by a little over a month. And I was pretty devastated by this because I, I, I knew it would be very difficult for me to cruise on the new date because of my work schedule, which also meant that I, I wasn't sure how long uh, I was going to have to wait to uh, to get on the wish. Fortunately, because the preview cruise was a couple nights shorter than the maiden voyage, it was only three nights versus um, versus five nights. I was able to make, and it also happened kind of over over a weekend. I was able to make this one work, uh, and Alyssa and I had just an amazing time getting the opportunity to experience the ship before its official launch. Uh, if you want to hear more about that experience, go back and listen to our, our post cruise trip recap in episodes 117 and 118. Um, and then of course the wish officially sailed on her maiden voyage, uh, on July 14th. By August, 2022, many of the pandemic health and safety protocols had been rolled back and, and things were starting to return to sort of pre pandemic normalcy. One big step toward the completion of a return to uh, to normal was the announcement in late August that traditional character meet and greets would be returning to the fleet. Um, this, along with changes to the vaccination and testing requirements, were um, sort you know were sort of the things that most people were targeting as the official end to the COVID era for for Disney Cruise Line. Um, and then by August 29th up close encounters with the characters, including autographs, had returned to the fleet. And I, I gotta say, I mean, I'm <laughs> I said in my last episode that I, I I'm not a huge fan of the character meet and greets, but it's I mean, it, it's part of the overall cruise experience. And when it's, um, 
when it was what it was where you had to, you know, stand so, you know, so much distance away from the characters and kind of, I don't know, have these awkward poses as the, as the characters, um, posed behind you just, it just wasn't the same. And so it's, it's been nice to be able to see like the kids go up and hug their favorite characters and to get the autographs. And it's just like, it's a huge part of the, of the Disney cruise experience. And so I'm so glad that, um, that that's back. And, uh, and again, I think that's, you know, one of the markers of hey we're we're sort of we're sort of back to normal here um august itself was a, a big month for updates to onboard health and safety protocols i mean first of all disney cruise line announced that effective september 2nd children ages 11 and younger would no longer be required uh, to be vaccinated against covid-19 which marked the first major update to the vaccine requirements since they were uh, first updated at the beginning of the year um, then later on in the month, the cruise line announced that fully vaccinated guests would no longer be subject to pre-cruise testing requirements, which was a huge relief because, you know, those tests created a lot of anxiety. I got a, a lot of feedback on how excited people were that the testing requirements at the port were going away because, um, you know, it just – the. I heard a lot of stories of people getting turned away at the port because of a, a, a negative test, and that's – it just – I felt so bad for those families when that happened. Um, September marked an event that I had been waiting for for over a year. The D23 Expo took place September 8th through September 11th. And I had heard from some DCL insiders that there was uh, going to be some big news about Disney Cruise Line coming out of the Expo. So I was really excited for it. And I was lucky enough to be there in person for the announcements. Uh, not without a lot of stress and anxiety, which um, you can hear about in episode 123. Uh, you can check that out for kind of the full story. I wasn't sure if I was going to be be able to get into the event, despite the fact that I was at D23, uh, because I, I wasn't familiar with sort of the... Uh, the reservation process, but I did make it into the, uh, into the event and it, it turned out, you know, it was, it was amazing. And I, I had a great time, really enjoyed it. There were three major Disney cruise announcements or updates that came out of D23. The first was probably the least unexpected. Um, and the whole reason that I wanted to be there in person, it was the announcement of the name of the next ship in the fleet. I went into this event feeling pretty confident that the name would be the Disney Adventure. And maybe that's why they didn't go with that, because I think a lot of people were sort of expecting that. Um, so I was completely surprised when they announced that it would be the Disney Treasure. And my first reaction kind of in person while I was there was that I liked it. Um, but I, now that I've, I've had a little more time to reflect on it, I don't I don't know that I like it as much because I, I I just don't think it fits that well with the other names. It's the it's really the first one that is something tangible as opposed to an idea or an emotion. And I don't know, it just seems, you know, that with Disney's obsessive focus on theming, which of course I'm a major fan of, they they you know, they would have gone with something a little bit different. But anyway, that wasn't all they told us about the treasure. Uh, we got some artist renderings of the Grand Hall and a first look at the feature statue, which, you know, will feature Aladdin, Jasmine, and Carpet. And that was a, a bit of a surprise to me anyway, because it, you know, it was um, it was quite a while after we got a look at the 
um, at the Grand Hall on the Wish that they finally showed us the the feature statue. So you know, to to do it right away, right off the bat, was sort of a uh, was sort of a surprise. Um, we also got a, a look at some of the characters that we assume will be featured uh, in one way or another. And I say assume because they you know they they use these characters to kind of introduce the adventure theme of the treasure and and and. Um, so, you know, it just seems natural that those are the characters that they're going to go with, or at least in some, um, in some respect, but, um, it was Miguel from the movie Coco, the hitchhiking ghosts from, uh, the haunted mansion. And then the one that made me the most excited Moana. And I just really hope that the treasure fully embraces Moana, similarly to the way that the magic features Rapunzel. I would love a restaurant and a stage show, but I, I'd even settle for you know something else as long as as long as it was, it was something big and sort of a big part of the of the theme of the new ship. I just I love the movie, I love the music, the colors. It's just it just seems to fit perfectly with you know what uh, you know a, a, a storyline that Disney could create for a new cruise ship. They also announced at D23 that The Wonder uh, would be visiting Australia and New Zealand in late 2023 and early 2024, uh, expanding Disney Cruise Line into these new markets for the very first time. I had been hearing rumors for this for a couple months, so it wasn't a complete surprise when they finally announced it. Um, And and the, the last you know, big reveal at D23 was, was an update on Lighthouse Point along with some, uh, some new artist renderings. And I, I was really excited when they, you know, they first brought this up, but you know, as the presentation went along, I, I, I just, I left feeling a little disappointed because they didn't really reveal a whole lot. They, they didn't commit to any dates. They didn't give us any updates on kind of the progress of the development or the construction. Um, and didn't really give us anything additional in terms of what would be offered, uh, that we didn't already know. So, you know, we're gonna have to, we'll have to wait on that. They did give us some new artist renderings, but I, I don't know. I just, I, I was sort of expecting a little bit more. At the end of September, Disney Cruise Line dropped the COVID-19 vaccination requirement, allowing unvaccinated guests of all ages to sail um, with with proof of a, of a negative test. Uh, and then a short month or so later, in, in mid-November, uh, I guess that's a maybe two months uh, after, in mid-November, the, the pre-cruise testing requirements were dropped altogether, which, you know, effectively marking a full return to to pre-COVID onboarding health and safety protocols. Not long after that, Disney Cruise Line officially announced that it would be purchasing the the partially completed Global Dream cruise ship. This was another thing that had sort of been rumored for a little while, and I was really a, a bit surprised to see it become a reality. I, when I first heard the rumors, I, you know, I thought there was no way that that was true, but you know, as time went on and more and more outlets were talking about it, I'm like, well, th- maybe there is something to this. And then yes, then it was made official by, uh, by Disney cruise line. The new ship is expected to launch sometime in 2025 and to be deployed outside of the United States. Um, that's, you know, that was officially what Disney Cruise Line said, but I, I'm, I'm sort of expecting that it'll serve the Asia markets. And my guess would be China more specifically, just based on what the uh, ship was originally designed for. I, I don't, 
I don't like this purchase. I, I guess I would say that I'm uh, sort of a, a Disney Cruise purist, and I prefer that the company build its own ships, so, you know, so that they have a similar look and similar characteristics. Um, and, you know, they're, they're sort of purpose-built for what Disney wants to do with them. Um, this seems like a bit of a strange move to me. It was, you know, revealed that the ship was purchased at an insane discount. Um, but, you know, then it was also revealed how much Disney expects to spend to customize it. And, you know, it just seems like they could have built their own brand new one for, uh, for about the same cost though. I, (laughs) although I don't know uh, how much cruise ships are, you know, what the going rate is these days. So we'll just, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. In late November, Disney Cruise Line announced plans to celebrate its silver anniversary with special entertainment, merchandise, and celebratory experiences on select sailings in the summer of 2023. And then along with this, uh, a new Castaway Club tier was announced, which will be for guests who have completed 25 or more cruises. Benefits for the new Pearl Castaway Club level have not yet been revealed, but uh, they said that those would be announced um, sometime in early 2023. And then finally, not specifically related to Disney Cruise Line, but definitely noteworthy, Bob Chapek was ousted by the Walt Disney Company at the end of 2022, and former CEO Bob Iger was reappointed to the role. I was completely surprised by this. I was excited about this. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure that Bob Chapek is, you know, solely responsible for some of the things that we've, you know, we've become unhappy with as it relates to, you know, Disney products overall. But, um, you know, there's also some hope. I, I was a, a fan of Iger and I thought he did a great job, um, you know, with, you know, some of the major purchases that he made and some of the input that he had on, on, on Disney Cruise Line and stuff like that. So I, am not sure how this will have an impact on the guest experience with Disney Cruise Line, but, um, definitely something to, to look out for. So now that we've looked back on 2022, uh, I just kind of gave us, gave us a recap of that. Um, let's look ahead at some of the excitement that we should expect in 2023. From a personal standpoint, I have been brainstorming a lot of ideas for this podcast that I hope to be able to make a reality this year. I'm not I'm not going to announce anything at this point because I, I haven't finalized any of it yet or really figured out if I have the time to do any of it. But once I'm ready, I'll, I'll let you all know. One thing I do think I'm going to do is start a Disney Cruise 101 series. I was... um thinking back to the early days of this podcast and and my goal to, you know, to kind of make it both um, a resource and a place where experienced cruisers and Disney cruise fans can come, you know, for some fun content. I help quite a few newer Disney cruisers plan their cruises. And I, I get a lot of questions that I, (laughs) I, I feel like I've answered before on the show, but I, you know, I came to the realization that I, I haven't covered those types of things on the show for a long time. Um, I'm, I'm sure there are some cruise planning takeaways that can come out of my shows, but for, for the most part, it feels like they are geared more toward experienced cruisers. So I want to get back to providing helpful advice as well. Ideally, these shows will be in addition to my regular content, but I I don't know exactly, you know, what it's going to look like yet. So stay tuned for that. Alyssa has agreed to help me with the, the DCL one one stuff. So you can uh, expect to see that probably sometime, uh, sometime this year. In terms of Disney cruise line, there 
there's really five things that I am really excited about this year. Um, the first and probably the most obvious is more information about the Disney treasure. And if I look back at the timeline for announcements related to the Disney wish, the first major reveal happened in April, 2021. And so on April 29th of that year, the Disney parks blog presented the once upon a Disney wish grand reveal, um, which gave us, a first look at many of the things that Disney Cruise Line had planned for the wish. It was so fun watching this presentation. And I remember just the lead up to it. I was, I, I couldn't wait for it. I was so excited for it, but I remember it being kind of uplifting, you know, because it, at the time the, the cruise industry was shut down there. There didn't seem to be a whole lot of hope for, you know, when it would start back up. Um, and so just thinking back looking back at that and then sort of applying the same timeline for the treasure. If we assume a launch date of November, 2024, I would expect a similar presentation to occur sometime around August. Obviously there's no guarantee that they are going to present information in the same way, but I'm just saying that if they follow the exact same timeline, that's kind of when we might expect to see something similar um, to, you know, what we got with the Disney wish grand reveal. And if I'm making request, and if you know if they're accepting requests, if I'm making my request, I would love for them to follow a similar blueprint because I, I thought they did a great job with giving us information about the wish. I loved the designing the Disney Wish series that the Parks blog did throughout the you know the rest of the the waiting period, and, and I would I would really love to see all that again for the treasure. So I'm definitely looking forward to more information about the treasure in 2023. I'm also hoping for some more specific updates related to Lighthouse Point. Um, so except for the, you know, those small pieces of information that we got in 2022 that I mentioned before, I, I sort of tend to forget about the project and it, and it doesn't quite feel like it's real yet. It's, you know, it's it's certainly possible that, that Lighthouse Point will not be, you know, available until, you know, ship number seven. In which case, we probably won't learn too much this year, but you know that's that's not what I'm hoping for. I'd love to see a, a Parks blog series on the Lighthouse Point developments or, or something like that, but uh, I'm afraid that might be a, a lot to ask for, but still, I'm still hopeful. I'm also excited about the new Casper Club level, but I don't, I don't really know why because I, I've not yet reached that level, but I'm very anxious to see what kind of benefits will be available for this new status and, and, you know, and whether those benefits... Um, for the other Castaway Club levels will be adjusted or updated based on what is offered to the Pearl Cruisers. Disney Cruise Line originally announced that it would be revealed in early 2023 what those um, you know new perks for the the, the Pearl status uh, is. So I'm I'm hoping to see that very soon. The next thing is the summer 2024 cruise itineraries. I'm I'm not really expecting or hoping anything specific, but it's it's always the most exciting of the new itinerary releases. So I would love to see something new. I feel like with more ships in the fleet now, they have a lot of flexibility. So I hope it's not just um, you know, status quo. The new summer itineraries weren't released until early April last year, which is quite a bit later than it had been historically. So I'm I'm hoping we don't have to wait as long this year and that you know they come they come more around the late february early march time frame like like we used to see before that 
And finally, <laughs> I know I said earlier that I'm not overly excited about the purchase of the, the Global Dream cruise ship, but it's still it's still a new Disney cruise ship. And I think if there's anything that I'm excited about, it's it's just wondering what they're going to do with all of that additional space. I mean, the ship is significantly larger than the Disney Wish. So with all that extra room to play with, what are they going to come up with? Um, I, I hope they do something bold with it and, you know, then it would be even more awesome if they could then take that and incorporate some some new technology that can also be used on the treasure and or ship number seven. So I'm just I'm curious to see what they do to make it look like the rest of the ships in the fleet. I mean, the design is very different structurally um, and doesn't really have that kind of classical cruise liner look. But, you know, based on the artist rendering that Disney Cruise Line shared they're they're definitely going to try to do their best uh, to make it look similar to the other ships. So there you have it, a look back at the top stories of 2022 and some exciting things to look forward to in 2023. <laughs> I'm sure I didn't cover all of what's to come, so if there's something that you are looking forward to, please share it with me. I'd love to hear it. Uh, it should be a great year for Disney Cruise Line now that the, the COVID era health and safety protocols have been eliminated. And um, if you're a Disney Cruise fan, there's, there's a lot to be excited about. We will also be going back to Alaska this year, which I can't wait for. Um, and we're scheduled to do our first Castaway Club double dip over New Year's Eve. So it should be a fun year for the Dower family um, as well. Thanks, as always, for all of your support. And I, uh, I can't wait to see what the new year brings. Um, thanks so much for listening. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, 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 oh,